Welcome to A Cloud of Witnesses. This podcast is a ministry dedicated to encouraging unity in the body of Christ through the reading and discussion of church history. My name is Chris Perret. In today's episode, we will be reading chapters 4 and 5 of St. Ambrose on the Holy Spirit, book 1. Chapter 4. But no one will doubt that the Spirit is one, although very many have doubted whether God be one. For many heretics have said that the God of the Old Testament is one, and the God of the New Testament is another. But as the Father is one who both spake of old, as we read, to the fathers by the prophets, and to us in the last days by his Son, and as the Son is one, who according to the tenor of the Old Testament was offended by Adam, seen by Abraham, worshipped by Jacob, so too the Holy Spirit is one, who energized in the prophets, was breathed upon the apostles, and was joined to the Father and the Son in the sacrament of baptism. For David says of him, And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And in another place he said of him, Whither shall I go from thy Spirit? That you may know that the Spirit of God is the same as the Holy Spirit, as we read also in the Apostle, No one speaking in the Spirit of God says anathema to Jesus, and no one can say, Lord Jesus, but in the Holy Spirit. The Apostle calls him the Spirit of God. He called him also the Spirit of Christ. As you read, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And farther on, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you. The same is, then, the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of Christ. The same is also the Spirit of life, as the Apostle says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath delivered me from the law of sin and death. Him, then, whom the Apostle called the Spirit of life, the Lord in the Gospel named the Paraclete, and the Spirit of truth, as you find, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Comforter, Paraclete that he may be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom this world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. You have, then, the paraclete spirit, called also the Spirit of truth, and the invisible spirit. How, then, do some think that the Son is visible in his divine nature, when the world cannot see even the Spirit? Receive now the saying of the Lord, that the same is the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth. For you read in the end of this book, Receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter teaches that the same is the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of the Lord, when he says, Ananias, why has it seemed good to thee to tempt and to lie to the Holy Spirit? And immediately after, he says again to the wife of Ananias, Why has it seemed good to you to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? When he says to you, he shows that he is speaking of the same Spirit of whom he had spoken to Ananias. He himself is, then, the Spirit of the Lord, who is the Holy Spirit. And the Lord himself made clear that the same who is the Spirit of the Father is the Holy Spirit, when according to Matthew he said that we ought not to take thought in persecution what we should say, For it is not ye that speak, 
but the spirit of your father that speaketh in you. Again, he says, according to St. Luke, Be not anxious how ye shall answer or speak, for the Holy Spirit of God shall teach you in that hour what ye ought to say. So, although many are called spirits, as it is said, who maketh his angels spirits, yet the Spirit of God is but one. Both apostles and prophets received that one spirit, as the vessel of election, the doctor of the Gentiles says, for we have all drunk of one spirit, him, as it were, who cannot be divided, but is poured into souls and flows into the senses, that he may quench the burning of this world's thirst. Chapter 5 The Holy Spirit is not, then, of the substance of things corporeal, for he sheds incorporeal grace on corporeal things. Nor again is he of the substance of invisible creatures, for they receive his sanctification and through him are superior to the other works of the universe. Whether you speak of angels or dominions or powers, every creature waits for the grace of the Holy Spirit. For as we are children through the Spirit, because God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that thou art now not a servant, but a son. In like manner also every creature is waiting for the revelation of the sons of God, whom in truth the grace of the Holy Spirit made sons of God. Therefore also every creature itself shall be changed by the revelation of the grace of the Spirit, and shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. Every creature, then, is subject to change, not only such as has been changed by some sin or condition of the outward elements, but also such as can be liable to corruption by a fall of nature, though by careful discipline it be not yet so. For as we have shown in a former treatise, the nature of angels evidently can be changed. It is certainly fitting to judge that such as is the nature of one, such also is that of others. The nature of the rest, then, is capable of change, but the discipline is better. Every creature, therefore, is capable of change, but the Holy Spirit is good and not capable of change, nor can he be changed by any fault who does away the faults of all and pardons their sins. How, then, is he capable of change who, by sanctifying works in others, a change to grace, but is not changed himself? How is he capable of change who is always good? For the Holy Spirit, through whom the things that are good are ministered to us, is never evil. Whence two evangelists, in one and the same place, in words and differing from each other, have made the same statement. For you read in Matthew, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? But according to Luke, you will find it thus written, How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? We observe then that the Holy Spirit is good in the Lord's judgment by the testimony of the evangelists. Since the one has put good things in the place of the Holy Spirit, the other has named the Holy Spirit in the place of good things. If, then, the Holy Spirit is that which is good, how is he not good? Nor does it escape our notice that some copies have likewise, according to St. Luke, How much more shall your heavenly Father give a good gift to them that ask him? This good gift is the grace of the Spirit, 
which the Lord Jesus shed forth from heaven, after having been fixed to the gibbet of the cross, returning with the triumphal spoils of death deprived of its power, as you find it written, ascending up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave good gifts to men. And well does he say, gifts, for as the Son was given, of whom it is written, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, so too is the grace of the Spirit given. But why should I hesitate to say that the Holy Spirit also is given to us, since it is written, the love of God is shed forth in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who is given to us, and since captive breasts certainly could not receive him, the Lord Jesus first led captivity captive, that our affections being set free, he might pour forth the gift of divine grace. And he said, Well, led captivity captive, for the victory of Christ is the victory of liberty, which won grace for all, and inflicted wrong on none. So in the setting free of all, no one is captive, and because in the time of the Lord's passion, wrong alone had no part, which had made captive all of whom it had gained possession, captivity itself, turning back upon itself, was made captive, not now attached to Belial, but to Christ, to serve whom is liberty, for he who is called in the Lord as a servant is the Lord's freedman. But to return to the point, all, says he, have gone aside, all together are become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, not even one. If they accept the Holy Spirit, even they themselves confess that he is not amongst all. If they do not accept him, then they, too, acknowledge that he has gone aside amongst all. But let us consider whether he has goodness in himself, since he is the source and principle of goodness. For as the Father and the Son have, so too the Holy Spirit also has goodness. And the Apostle also taught this when he said, Now the fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, patience, goodness. For who doubts that he is good whose fruit is goodness? For a good tree brings forth good fruit. And so, if God be good, how shall he who is the spirit of his mouth not be good, who searches the, even the deep things of God? Can the infection of evil enter into the deep things of God? And from this it is seen how foolish they are who deny that the Son of God is good, when they cannot deny that the Spirit of Christ is good, of whom the Son of God says, Therefore said I, that he shall receive of mine. Or is the Spirit not good? who of the worst makes good men, does away sin, destroys evil, shuts out crime, pours in good gifts, makes apostles of persecutors and priests of sinners. Ye were, it is said, sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. But why do we put them off? And if they ask for statements since they do not deny facts, let them hear that the Holy Spirit is good, for David said, Let thy good spirit lead me forth in the right way. For what is the spirit but full of goodness, who though because of his nature he cannot be attained to, yet because of his goodness can be received by us, filling all things, his power, but only partaken of by the just, simple in substance, rich in virtues, present to each, dividing of his own to every one, and himself whole, 
everywhere. And with good cause did the Son of God say, Go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, not disdaining association with the Holy Spirit. Why then do some take it ill that when he whom the Lord disdained not in the sacrament of baptism should be joined in our devotion with the Father and the Son? Good, then, is the Spirit, but good not as though acquiring, but as imparting goodness. For the Holy Spirit does not receive from creatures, but is received, as also he is not sanctified, but sanctifies. For the creature is sanctified, but the Holy Spirit sanctifies. In which matter, though the word is used in common, there is a difference in the nature. For both the man who receives and God who gives sanctity are called holy. As we read, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now sanctification and corruption cannot share the same nature, and therefore the grace of the Holy Spirit and the creature cannot be of one substance. Since, then, the whole invisible creation, whose substance some rightly believe to be reasonable and incorporeal, with the exception of the Trinity, does not impart but acquires the grace of the Spirit, and does not share in it but receives it, the whole commonality of creation is to be separated from association with the Holy Spirit. Let them then believe that the Holy Spirit is not a creature, or, if they think him a creature, why do they associate him with the Father? If they think him a creature, why do they join him with the Son of God? But if they do not think that he should be separated from the Father and the Son, they do not consider him to be a creature. For where the sanctification is one, the nature is one. Thank you for listening again this week. I hope you enjoyed the reading. I put a couple of chapters together as to get through things a little bit more quickly so that we can get to other texts, other readings, but also because I've been especially enjoying the discussion episodes. So I figure we'll do another one next week rather than doing two weeks of reading and one week of discussion. For the length of these chapters, I decided to do one week of reading and then the next week of discussion. And there are plenty of things within this set of chapters that I'm very excited about. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out at Facebook at facebook.com slash cloudofwitnessp or at Twitter, at Cloud of Witness P. Also, if you would like to support me financially, you can go to patreon.com slash a cloud of witnesses. Your support in prayer, your support financially, and just sharing this podcast goes a long way to help me make this ministry of the history of the body of Christ to reach more people, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening. Next week we'll discuss these two chapters, chapters 4 and 5 of St. Ambrose on the Holy Spirit, book 1.